0: Hey baddies, welcome to yet another episode of Bad Witch Podcast, the podcast where we are going to get our witch shit together one spell at a time. I promise. I swear it. I wanted to say an extra special hello to all the new people joining the podcast this week. Um, Sometimes I forget that it's not all the baddies that have been here for a while, and I get a lot of like reviews on iTunes that are like, oh, I just heard the podcast and it's great, which thank you so much for that. That is so kind of you to do that. Um, or I get a lot of people joining the Facebook group and they're like, Hey, it's my first episode. You just said you love Bill Skarsgård. That's all I got. And I'm like, no, 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 that's good enough. You're in, (laughs) let me say it early this week. In fact, for people wanting to join our Facebook group, the answer is the craft. What movie is mentioned in almost every episode as you will come to see if this is your first time here or first couple of times it is the craft. Um, I also accept The Covenant, the most slept on witch movie of all time. And I also accept um, Flubber, (laughs) which if you've been here for a while, you know why. If it's your first time, Flubber is the best way that I can use to describe energy bouncing around, you know, just generally. And um, I just can't stop talking about it. Or I went through a period where I just could not stop talking about it. (laughs) Um, Also, one time someone put Blubber and I... I could not stop laughing. I think I talked about it for a week straight to anyone who would listen to it. So anyway, if it's your first time, welcome. I am really glad that you're trying it out. Um, If it's not your cup of tea, I still appreciate you clicking and giving it a little listen. And if it is amazing, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, You can reach out to me, which me, by the way. Hi, I'm Mickey. Um, I am an Instagram influencer turned podcaster, but was a witch the whole time, but just really got back into my witchcraft uh, when I turned 30, which was two and a half years ago. Wow, feels like it was just yesterday that I was um, tricking my fifth grade class into thinking I could read palms so I could get the guy that I had a crush on to like me back. (laughs) But as it turns out, that was 20 years ago, how time does fly. So I am Mickey, Um, feel free to reach out to me with any questions you may have, any suggestions you may have for a topic Or a correction, if I've said something that you're like, oh, I think this might not be quite right, or I do it this way, please feel free to tell me because, you know, we're all on this witch journey together. I certainly won't always be right. Hopefully I'm not always wrong, (laughs) but I think for the most part we're doing okay. But yeah, anything you want to say, I love witch kid stories. I'm saying this for the new baddies, the old baddies, everyone in between. I love a witch kid story. If it's your first time, when we say witch kid stories, we just mean... Anything you did as a kid that was a signifier that you are a natural witch or you were drawn to witchcraft or just a magical little moonbeam of a child in some way, I'm talking about would go out and like talk to all the animals and like straight up, no, not Cinderella, uh, Aurora style when she sings, Someday my prince will come, I think. Um, And like the deer and the bunnies, (laughs) I was gonna say the bunnies and the rabbits, the deers and the bunnies and the chickadees. I can't, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but they all like gather around her and, you know, or witness to her song. If you were that kind of person, a fay witch perhaps, where animals would gather around you or they've always been really comfortable with you and you just have that kind of gentle nature. Or if you were the kid making potions with the stick in the backyard, playing in the mud with the leaves and the acorns and the pine cones. Um, for me in particular, my grandparents had a fig tree outside and a mimosa plant. I don't know if, I know I've mentioned it before. I never got to the bottom of if that's the actual name or if we just called it that. Who knows? Um, but they had these little pink pom-pom flowers. So we would take the flowers and these their seeds came in like a brown leaf but were sealed. So it's kind of like popping open uh, or shucking. I'm going to reveal not only how old I am but how much from the South I am right now. Kind of like shucking peas. When you would pop it open, you could get all the beans out. And so we get the beans, mimosa flowers, pine cones, take all the figs, which my grandmother was never happy about, like, furious. Oh, and because we were in South Louisiana, again, our backyard was just lush with uh, pecans. So we would pick all the pecans, put it all together, make potions. There was also um, a little pond in our backyard that was just full of algae that may or may not be toxic. But when you're a witch kid, who cares? You just let caution fly. So we would get the water and we would just make potions in the backyard and, you know, say spells over them and chants. And I don't know if any of you ever did this. This is kind of a thing that popped into my head this week when I was thinking about this episode. But I used to, and still sometimes to this day, will channel a language I don't speak or can recognize. I can't say, oh, that's French or that's German or that's Mandarin. It's like a language comes to me I'm not sure if I'm channeling it or if it's a remnant from a past life sometimes I suspect I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast I think I have but I had a past yes I have I had a past life reading where I uh, found out that I was in Yugoslavia at some point Yugoslavia is you know present day Croatia or some of present day Croatia is Yugoslavia or did I say that right present day Croatia is formerly oh my gosh (laughs) Right, you know what I'm trying to say <laughs> but uh I had this past, past life ex kick record reading and that came out and sometimes I do wonder is what I would speak as a child would be Croatian because I've always had this real connection to it this lifetime it's kind of the lifetime past that influences my present the most but yeah I don't know if it's a remnant or if I'm channeling it but I used to speak kind of I guess I don't want to say in tongues cuz it's not quite the same thing if you're from like a religious background you know about that but I would just speak in this language and it would just pop into my head and I could actually speak it. Like, you know how kids will babble a lot and, you know, kind of make phonetic sounds. And you know, when you're a kid, you just say all kinds of things that pop into your head and pop out of your mouth. But I mean, I, I was speaking a language. There was a variation in tone. There was a cadence to it. There was an accent to it. There was um, a variety of words. I wasn't just kind of repeating intonations. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, but yeah, have any of you experienced that while we're talking about submitting witch kid stories? Please let me know if that wasn't just me. I'm sure it wasn't. But yeah, when we say witch kid stories, it's all of those things that are kind of a commonality between all of us, despite being from different cultures and generations and backgrounds and countries and being different astrological signs and all of that stuff. So I would love to hear your witch kid stories. It is the witch podcast at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out. But again, if this is your first time, first couple times, I'm so happy to have you here. If you are a long-term baddie or you've been here for four months, three months, however long you've been on this journey with us, I am so happy to have you here. This new moon has really stirred up for me gratitude and gratefulness and grace more than anything. And so I wanted to express that to all of you. I am just so grateful. When I was thinking, I woke up, this is, I've been recording on September 1st. For the most part, (laughs) I woke up this morning and it was like, September is here. We've had the new moon. According to me, summer's over. I know it's not technically over, but hi, it's the first day of Halloween, right? (laughs) But according to me, it's over. And the thing that really, when I realized it was September and I was, you know, you're kind of groggy, you're coming out of it. The thing that sprang into my heart was I am so grateful. And the thing that sprang after that is the thing that I am the most grateful for is this podcast. It is all of you. It is the connections we have made. It is the journey that we're on. It is the friendships that have been made. It's that y'all just keep coming every week or the new people are here and trying it out. It's that this is getting, you know, I don't want to say big enough, but getting out enough that people are finding it and getting to try it. I am just so grateful for every aspect of this. And thank you because you're the reason that it's happening. So I want to express gratitude to all of you. And let me know what the new moon has stirred up for you because moon. (laughs) Oh, can't say it. Let me know what the new moon has stirred up for you. If you've also been having feelings of gratitude and grace, I would love to hear about that. So you can put that in your email if you join the Facebook group and you want to be open and you know share what you're grateful for. I would maybe we should do that. Hmm, that'd be a really fun thread to do. Well, not fun, like it's not like when we have like a meme thread, but it would be really great to do to really kick off our first bad witch Wednesday of the month and you know easing into actual sound in Halloween and not just when I think it is. <laughs> It'd be really great to do something like that. So yeah, I think we'll do a thread on uh, today when you actually hear this podcast. While we're here, speaking of this new moon, I saw a couple of people posted in the Facebook group and I am in total agreement with it. I, along with my gratefulness and my gratitude, I woke up with this feeling of like, I have to clean and I have to get my altar together. Now, if you listened to last week's episode, you remember I said I had a reading from this very, very talented, I don't, I guess I would call her a medium. I would just call her a witch because I'm not sure what all of her special areas are in particular. I don't want to misquote anything or missay anything. Mislabel, I guess would be the right word. How many miswords can I just throw out? And they're all wrong. Um, but her name is Brittany and she did a reading for a lot of us channeling the witch of Los Angeles, whose name is Louise. And the general message of everyone's reading was, like, of course, they were very specific into us, almost so much that I was just laughing the whole time, because I was like, yeah, that's getting dragged by a witch. (laughs) That's what I deserve. (laughs) It's either the cards, it's the goddesses, it's the angels, it's the witch. Everyone's trying to get me together, but I deserve it, because I'm a bad witch, right? But um, Louise was telling all of us, get your altar together. And that is what I really woke up with in my spirit today. And so I got my altar all put together for Halloween. Also, not just Halloween. I, I have to stop having this singular because <laughs> on Halloween, it's too much. But I got this beautiful cloth with, like, uh, gold and silver sparkly stars all over it. I laid out all my crystals in sort of an abstract grid situation. I have my copper pineapple I just added that I use as my chalice. Um, I have my lavender petals and my two selenite wands and some Agua de Florida sh- uh, Florida water spray. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why I was like, oh, Florida. I'm pretty sure everyone could have figured out that translation. Um, and my manifestation box that we will be doing our Samhain challenge with starting on October 1st. So yeah, if you have been feeling that little scurrying, feeling like, oh, I need to get my altar together, I'm really encouraging you to do it. I got up and did mine. Louise is telling all of us it's really important to do it now. It's a really gorgeous manifesting time. And especially with the manifestation challenge we'll be doing, it's just a good time to do it. So As always, when you get a reading, if you've had a reading, um, you know, you'll hear things and then they don't really make sense until later sometimes. I mean, not always. Sometimes it'll hit you and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. (laughs) But the altar thing, I was like, oh, get to it. And then lo and behold, she was really putting that message out there for a lot of us, for all of us, I think. And I woke up and that was the thing that was like, I can't do anything else until this altar is put together. So I'm encouraging you to do yours. Um, You know, I feel good. That I did it. I feel like more energetic. I feel. I mean, could you imagine? <laughs> I feel more energetic. I feel like I did a good witch thing instead of being such a bad witch all the time. I feel like I was a good bad witch and I got it together. And again, if you are new, um, the episode about altars is it's just a bunch of hocus pocus. It's also a deep dive on religion. <laughs> so if you don't want to hear any religious talk. Totally fair. Uh, It was something that was just kind of bubbling up a lot of people were asking questions. so I thought I'd knock it out, you know, somewhere in there. Uh, If you skip to about the 30 minute mark, that is where the altar talk should... No, I'm sorry. I think it's about 40 minutes. That's where the altar talk should start. If you want to start getting yours together, if it's not something that you've already worked on, no pressure. It's okay if you don't have an altar yet. It's okay if you don't have any crystals yet. It's okay if you don't have your manifestation box yet. It's okay if you don't have a chalice yet. You know, we're all in different parts of our journey. If you're a... baby witch, if you're a grown witch, if you're, I don't know what the antithesis of a baby or the opposite is. A, adult witch? <laughs> I'm not really sure. I think it's like baby witch and teenage witch and then adult witch and then supreme, maybe. I don't know. If anyone knows the rankings, let me know. Um, but yeah, as long as you are open and present and willing to learn and willing to listen, then you are on the right path already. So we're going to do this together. promise we will get that with shit together. <laughs> it's not just a saying. It's something we're actively working on. Um, speaking of, who did their homework? I know I gave you very, very lengthy homework, so I'm giving you an extension <laughs> on, this week, on last week's homework because I know the meditation I shared was at least 40 minutes, if not 45, 50 minutes. I, I know it's in that range. And um, on one hand, it's very easy to say, oh, I just didn't have time. And then on the other hand, it's easy to say, well, I mean, you couldn't find 40 minutes in a whole week, but sometimes you really can't find 40 continuous minutes in an entire week. So I'm giving everyone an extension on last week's homework. It's okay that you didn't get it done. If you didn't get it done, if you did get it done, gold star, check plus, you're doing amazing. You're doing better than me because I couldn't finish. <laughs> i be totally honest. Sometimes I don't finish the homework and I have to give myself an extension as well. Um, but even though I couldn't go through the entire meditation, I definitely was much more aware of my chakras this week, this past week, especially giving a lot of attention to my root, to my sacral, to my solar plexus, and not being so up in my crown, and my third eye, and my throat. And I guess to my heart, to some extent, I really don't even feel like I'm that in the heart. <clears throat> wow, here goes my voice. In the heart zone, as much as I'm really in the crown and third eye zone. Like when I say I'm those are huge and bright and glowing at the tippy tippy top. I'm up here. <laughs> you know. And so I have been giving more consideration, even just taking a second to think about my root chakra, to picture it a little more brilliant, a little more full to focus on the color red. You know, I told you that bloodstone that I picked up is a red as opposed to like the green, with the red kind of crackles. So surrounding myself with more red, and just thinking about it more, because I know the root is kind of everything, you know, it is that foundation. And I know my root is the one that is probably suffering the most because I just live in the clouds, <laughs> as, as I openly admit. So even though I didn't complete the meditation, even if you didn't complete the meditation, if you at least gave a little time, picked out some colors, worked with the stones that we talked about, um, you know, just thought about them, just pictured them imagining them being a little brighter blowing up a little bit coming up back to their like full resonance as opposed to being small and dimmed and blocked you know then I think that counts I'm gonna give you bonus points if you did that even if you didn't finish I didn't finish I'll be totally honest but it's on the to-do list it isn't it always <laughs> but it really is on the to-do list and I think now that the altar has been set up properly I can now be like okay shopper time got it sometimes things are just too pressing you know and that's like which things, let alone real life things you have to worry about. Um, but yeah, I hope you did your homework last week. If you didn't get a chance, it's okay. I totally understand. And just try to sneak it in this week if you can. Um, I won't give you any too any homework too crazy. It won't be like when your teacher says, okay, read chapters 1 through 100 and then answer all these questions. Like, babe, I got other classes. I can't dedicate all my time to this. Um. So last week I gosh, we're almost we're already at 16 minutes. Uh, I can do this quick. I mean, can I? <laughs> famous last words. But I, I, you know, hand to Stevie Nicks. I'm going to try to get this episode to an hour and some change and not go way overboard like I normally do. But last week, I, well, week before last, okay, let me try this again. Last week, I wanted to share this essential oil um, breakdown. I don't know if that's the right word. Like, Magical witchy uses for essential oils (laughs) because I was going to get a massage before last. I recorded last week's episode and I was thinking like, oh, instead of just being like, I'm just going to get lavender because I always get lavender or always get um, lemongrass. Those are like the two I always stick with. I was like, instead of just getting my normal flavors, not flavors, scents, because I know them for their... Like physical, tangible healing properties, why don't I actually look these up and see if I want to branch out into something else for its like metaphysical properties? So I was poking around the old internets and I found this list on witchesofthecraft.com. So I will uh, put the link in the episode notes below. But I just wanted to go through this list real quick. Uh, and this is, if you're getting a massage like me, awesome. If you are just wanting to add an essential oil blend instead of a perfume, I have to do that because I'm allergic to perfume. Or if you're working on a spell right now, and I'm going to say the thing that that one missing piece you've been looking for, like, aha moment, I thought this would just be really handy to know. And I know we talked about some of these in the Witches and Herbs episode, but it doesn't hurt to go back to some of them. And especially... I Let me know if I am wrong about this green witches out there and kitchen witches out there, but is there a difference between using the like leafy, uh, what what, what am I trying to say the herb and it's like off the plant form, I guess, (laughs) versus the oil form? Like, do they carry a little bit of difference? Let me know. I'm really interested in knowing about that. Okay. So this list is not too long. I mean, it's a little long, but (laughs) I'm going to make it as snappy as possible. Starting off with Acacia. Possessing high spiritual vibrations, this oil is worn to aid meditation and to develop psychic powers. Allspice. Very vitalizing. Gives added determination and energy. Almonds. The symbol of wakefulness to the Egyptians is used in prosperity rituals, anointing candles, money, etc. And also added to money incenses. Anise. I think I'm saying that right. Um, I know there is a drink my great great grand my great grandmother, yeah, used to drink called Anisette, which is based off out of Anise, which is that licorice, I believe. Like that's an ouzo as well. Um I, <laughs> drinking it is not for the faint of heart, but it's it smells really lovely. Um, Anise, a boon to clairvoyance. It is often added to ritual baths preceding any attempt at divination. It is also worn during divinatory rituals. Apple blossom, where to promote happiness and success. I can also use it for love rituals and add it to a bath for relaxation. Don't we all need that? Basil. The scent of basil causes sympathy between two people, so where to avoid major clashes? It creates harmony of all kinds. Um, Basil is... This isn't listed on here, but basil is also good for um, protecting the home. I was just deep diving floor washes again yesterday, trying to help someone come up with one. So basil is uh, right at the top of my mind. (laughs) Okay. Bayberry. Anoint green candles for prosperity in the home. Brings quote luck to your home and gold to your pocket. End quote. A magnetic a magnetic oil to be worn by men. I mean, I say still wear it <laughs> unless there's something I don't know. If whatever you identify as, I think you can still wear a bayberry. Benzoin. Let me know if that's not how it's pronounced. B e n z o i n. I actually have not heard of this one before. This oil brings peace of mind. It is used in purification ceremonies. A drop or two, a drop or two smoldering on a charcoal block will effectively clear the area with billowing clouds of smoke. That sounds lovely. Sounds like a really good alternative to uh, sage and Palo Santo if you're looking for something like that. Bergamot, used in protective rituals and also in drawing prosperity, wear in the palm of each hand. Camphor. Where to strengthen psychic powers. Also, anoint yourself when you have decided to break off with a lover. Where has this been in my life? Or when they have done so with you and you find it hard to let go. Okay, camphor. C-A-M-P-H-O-R. Write it down. Take a note. I'm stocking up on it first chance I get. Carnation. This is the oil of power. It is used as an energy restorer after exertion as an aid to healing and in consecration ceremonies. Should be born, worn with extra energy for a ritual if desired. Can I say awesome? Like just, just, justice for carnations because they always get ragged on for being like low end flowers, but look how powerful they are. Cinnamon, one of my very favorites, a high vibration oil used for personal protection. It is also a sexual stimulant in the female added to any incense it increases its power mixed with powdered sandalwood. It makes an incense <laughs> an incense suitable for all religious and spiritual magic. Uh, good for meditation, elimination, and so on. So cinnamon is, as I have described it many times over, your universal badass herb and or scent. Uh, Cinque Fol. Cinque, Cinque foil. I'm <laughs> being very Italian about all this. Uh, protective, strengthens the five senses. Also five lux. Love, money, health, power, and wisdom. So it's often used to anoint amulets and charm bags. Clove, another favorite, Honey. An aphrodisiac, worn to attract lovers. Inhale, the oil helps memory and eyesight. Wow, ding, ding, ding. Sign me up. I need help with all that. Coriander, a love oil used to anoint candles. Cumin seeds, brings peace and harmony to the home. Anoint all doorways once a week just before sunrise when the household is asleep and all is quiet. Well, I'm never up when that happens, but I will try. Cyclamen, worn to ease childbirth by by an expectant mother. Also used in love and marriage spells. Cypress, which we have talked about a lot, an oil of blessing, consecration, and protection. It is a symbol of the earth element, as well as death. When attending a funeral of a friend or a loved one, wear this oil so that you will be uplifted by the meaning of death as the doorways to another life. It also effectively screens out the negative vibrations of the mourners. Wear on Samhain to become aware and remember those who have passed on. Well, I guess we know it's going in our Samhain challenge boxes for sure. Eucalyptus, a healing oil, very useful in recuperation from long illnesses, cures colds with daily application to the throat, forehead, and wrist, and by adding it to healing baths, also used for purifications. Frankincense. One of the more, like, hated of the frankincense golden and myrrh. Everyone's all about the gold, but I think frankincense is, you know, pretty tight. One of the most sacred of all oils, used to anoint magical tools, the altar, etc. A strong purifier used in exorcisms, purification rituals, and blessings. Gardenia, where to attract love, a powerful female magnetic oil, protective. Ginger, a topical aphrodisiac, induces passion. Topical? Like, (laughs) wait a minute. (laughs) Ginger can be like pretty spicy. Be careful on where you're applying it in a topical manner. That's all, you know, just... Used with caution, but it induces passion and I'm sure blood flow. So there you go. Heliotrope. High spiritual vibrations drenched with the energies of the sun, aids in clairvoyance. Honeysuckle. Love honeysuckle. An oil of the mind. It promotes quick thinking and often used as a memory aid by dabbing on the temples. Also used in prosperity ritual, <laughs> rituals. <laughs> rituals or rituals, as we say around here. Hyacinth. Brings peace of mind to... Mm, I don't want to use the exact phrase they used here, but brings peace of mind to anyone that may be dealing with something uh mentally. Uh it's supposed to be a very relaxing oil. High sop. Increases finances and is added to the bath to create a purifying atmosphere, an excellent oil to wear doing all types of magic rituals. Jasmine. Love jasmine. Symbol of the moon and the mysteries of the night. Jasmine oil is used to attract love. The scent helps one relax, sleep, and also facilitates childbirth. It is sometimes used for meditation and general anointing purposes. Another good all around, you can count on it, universal oil or herb or flower. I guess jasmine is a flower. Um, lavender, used in healing and purifying rituals and also to arouse sexual desire in men. I I think I think that can go a lot of ways. Again, I don't know if you have to be this one, you know, idea of a man to use lavender in a sexual way. I, I mean, I think it's a pretty sexy scent, honestly. Um Also, lavender, as we know, is extremely relaxing. (laughs) It's really good for uh, meditation. It's really good for kind of resetting your energy in a bath, in a ritual, things like that. Lemongrass, an aid to the psychic powers. Wear on the forehead. Specialists and mediums use it for help. Okay, let me try that again. (laughs) Like lost my mind on that one. Lemongrass, an aid to the psychic powers. Wear on the forehead spiritualists and mediums use it for it helps make contact with spirits. You know what? You know what I've talked about? Well, if you're new, you won't know. But I've talked about these times where I've gone into different realms, dimensions, past lives. At this point, I'm still not 100% sure. But I was using lemongrass a lot. And I do wonder if tapping it, tip tapping it around my third eye was what like sprung it to life. If you have a lot of experience with lemongrass, let me know if you've uh, had the same thing. Up next, we have lilac. Is that how you say it? Lilac. There, I can't start with that lilac. I always say lilac, but I think it's actually lilac. Induces far memory, the act of recalling past lives. It is also useful in inducing clairvoyant powers in general. Brings peace and harmony. Lotus, the sacred oil of the ancient Egyptians. Lotus oil has a high spiritual vibration and is suitable for blessings, anointings, uh, meditation, also in dedication to your gods. It's also used in healing rituals. Uh, one who wears lotus oil is sure of good fortune and much happiness. Magnolia, an excellent oil for meditation and psychic development, and also brings peace and harmony. Melolot or melolot fights depression, or what the old witches used to call melancholy. Oh, you've got the melancholy. Let's let's talk about the humors one day, shall we? Mimosa. Oh, okay. I didn't make that up. Mimosa, used in healing rituals and also in producing prophetic dreams, anoint the forehead before retiring. Mint, used in prosperity spells and to increase one's business, anoint wallets, etc. Yeah, mint is good for prosperity. Think like green leaves of mint, green money. Musk, the universal accepted, quote, sex scent It is also worn to purify and to to gain courage. It is a magnetic oil worn with equal success by both sexes. Well, you know, it is almost cuffing season. (laughs) Myrrh. I have seen myrrh written out, I don't know, a hundred million times from growing up and going to you know church with my mom when I used to be a practicing Catholic. And to this day, I know it's pronounced myrrh, but I... Oh, that's not what my brain wants to do when I see it written out. But yes, myrrh of frankincense and myrrh. A purification, protection, and hex-breaking oil possesses a high vibratory rate, making it excellent for the more religious rituals of magic. Anoint the house every morning and evening as part of a protection ritual. Narcissus. Quote, stupefier. This oil brings peace and harmony, soothes the nerves, and relaxes the conscious mind. A narcotic-type oil. Quote. Neroli. Magnetic women's oils. Oil. Rubbed between the breasts to attract men or onto the temples to give peace. I'm going to go with the peace giving option, to be honest. <laughs> Nutmeg. This oil is rubbed onto the temples in the third eye to help in meditation into and to induce sleep. It is protective as well. I'm going to be trying that tonight. Orange blossom. To make a person in the mood for marriage wear this oil. <sighs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Many women add it to their daily baths to build up their attractiveness, sometimes known as man trap. Aye. <laughs> All right, do with that what you will, but tread lightly. Oris fruit attracts the opposite sex. Douse your clothes with the oil. Wow, douse is pretty heavy. Maybe just like a spritz, you know? Patchouli. Love, adore patchouli. A very powerful occult, occult oil, one of the magnetic oils to be worn by men. It attracts women. Hey. And listen, you certainly don't have to be a man to be wanting to attract a woman, you know what I mean? Also wards off negativity and evil, gives peace of mind, and is very sensual. It is. Ooh, I love Patchouli so much. Peony, a lucky sin for all who need customers' success in business and good fortune. Peppermint, another one of my favorites. It's used to create change within one's life, also used to relax and allow one to unwind. I have mentioned before that I was very sick last year, about a year and a half ago, and the thing that really got my body back on track was peppermint. So I will sing its praises. I mean, of course, medical procedures and intervention as well helped me tremendously, but peppermint also made a huge difference and like kind of help bring me back to life. So I will always love peppermint. has a very special place in my heart. And it's one of the oils that I always keep in my house, just in case. Rose, the love oil used in all love operations added to bath and to induce peace and harmony. Take a handful of rosebuds, place them in a silver goblet, pour one, oh, this is giving us a whole... <laughs> All right, here comes the whole ritual. Ready? Take a handful of rosebuds, place them in a silver goblet. Pour one dram rose oil over them. Let soak for a week. After this, on a Friday night, burn them over the charcoal to infuse your house with loving vibrations. This is an excellent peace incense and can be done regularly to ensure domestic tranquility. Rose geranium, oil of protection, anoint window sills, seals, doors of houses, wear on self. Also, impart courage, also imparts courage to the wearer. An excellent oil to use to bless a new home or apartment. A few drops on a charcoal block will release its powerful vibrations throughout the entire house. Also used to anoint sensors. Uh, Yeah, that charcoal block is coming up a lot. Just, you know, making a note of that as well. Rosemary. A very vital oil. Rosemary is used in healing rituals and also to promote prudence, common sense, and self-assurance. It aids mental powers when rubbed onto the temples. It is also protective and is used like rose, geranium, So that really weird is use much like rose geranium. It was a weird space rub onto the temples to ease pain of headache and an all healing rituals Rue to break up negativity and curses, anoint a sprig of dried rue with this oil tied up in a red bag and carry for protection. Add nine drops of the oil to the bath every night for nine nights in succession during the waning moon to break a spell that has been cast against you. Salt may be added to the bath as well. Oh honey, we know about salt, don't we? Salt is everything. In fact, once I'm done recording, I'm going to go get a good sea salt bath going on. Saffron. Where to a- where to aid in the development of clairvoyant powers. Sandalwood. Protective, very healing. This oil is used to anoint. It also aids in seeing past incarn- incarnations. Try anointing the forehead to promote the sight. I need to stay away from that. I'm having too much sight lately, but we'll talk about that as closer we get to salad. <laughs> Sesame. Gives hope to one who is sick, discouraged, or lonely. Sweet pea. That is one of my favorite, very favorite two words together in the whole world. Uh, one of the most beautiful of all sins, sweet pea oil, is worn to attract strangers of all kind, some of whom may become lovers or friends. Where is the personal oil? Spikenard. I've never heard of that. We're doing rituals to the ancient deities of Egypt, also to anoint sacred objects such as altars, tools, etc. So yeah, if you're working with like from my goddess deck, I have um, Isis and Hathor and Bost and... Oh, I hope I'm not forgetting anyone. Um, I have a lot of Egyptian goddesses in my, again, Doreen Virtue Goddess Guidance Oracle cards if you want to get the same deck I have. And so if I'm working with those goddesses, that is an oil that I would focus on. So yeah, I better get some of it, even though I've never heard of it before. I'll be totally honest. Um, Tuber Rose, y'all were right at the end. You're, thanks for sticking it out with me. Mistress of the Night as it is known as an excellent aphrodisiac promotes peace and also aids in psychic powers. Men wear it to attract women very much a physical oil. What? What's up with all this men tra- attracting women thing? Listen, you wear whatever oil you want to. As long as it's attractive, it's attractive. You attract whatever you want. Vanilla a vitalizing oil said to be sexually arising and arousing in women used as an energy restorer, sometimes used to gain extra power during magical ceremonies. I have always heard that vanilla is like what you wear to attract a man it to catch a man, keep a man. I always thought that had to do with like, you just smell like a baked good and who doesn't want to be around that. (laughs) But I guess it has an extra layer of meaning. Vervain assist in obtaining magical objects. I'm sorry. Assist in obtaining material objects. It is simultaneously creative. Aids those who desire success in the performing and creative arts. Violet. The oil is used in love operations and is sometimes sexually exciting. However, many people can't stand the fragrance of the violet for some curious reason. One thought to be sacred to the fairy, once thought to be sacred to the fairy queen, very healing, added to baths. Now i I feel like I've smelled violet and I liked it. I gotta go seek it out now. Wisteria, the door between the world of men and the realm of the gods, the passport to higher consciousness and existence, and to bring illumination, where only when in complete serenity. And last but not least, everyone's, I think, favorite fragrance to say, <laughs> favorite oil to pronounce is Ylang Ylang, or Ylang Ylang, depending on how you have heard it. Uh, it makes its wear irresistible to the opposite sex. Also soothes the problems of married life, can help in finding a job. If worn to interviews, you will be much calmer and more impressive to the interviewer, sometimes called flower of flowers. So that is the whole breakdown on essential oils. I just felt compared to, uh, compared, I felt compelled to share that with all of you because when I came across it, I was like, this is really useful. And I haven't ever stopped to think past like, oh, this is a stress reliever. You know, if I'm having this kind of meditative time when I get massages, which I get a lot, it's one of my self-care things, uh, because, of uh, a car accident I was in that I've mentioned before, uh, I was like, why instead of just being like, oh, this is really is stress, why not really focus and meditate during that time? I have to be quiet. I have to be calm. I can't have my phone around me. Like I have to be in the state that I'm always trying to achieve on my own. Why not let that be a witchy space for me? The candles are already lit, you know, the smells are already there. So I might as well embrace it as much as possible and let it be more of a magical process. So I hope that was helpful for you. Um, whether you're getting massages or you're working on a ritual or you're working on a floor wash or you want to anoint a candle or you want to work with a certain um, offering to a certain God or goddess or you want to attract true love, whatever it is. I hope that was really helpful because I found it super interesting. Okay. So let's do our Patreon shout outs, and then we're going to do something a little bit different this week. Instead of having like a strict topic where we're going to, you know, go through all these things and talk about what they are and how to apply them and, you know, endless definitions of everything. We are... (laughs) Did I just make make the podcast sound like if you crack open an encyclopedia? Also, am I 100 for referencing encyclopedias? Let me know. Um, But yeah, this week we're going to kind of look at something that is what I like to call a witch trend, something that I've seen going around a lot. I'm going to talk about it and you're going to be like, Oh, Mickey, I've done that a hundred times. Or, Oh, Mickey, that's from my culture. So I know all about that. Or, Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Can I tell you the amount of times people sing and, or play that song to me as if it's the first time I've ever heard that joke or ask me if my parents love Disney, you, you would be amazed. Anyway, So yeah, I've been seeing this thing going around. Um, I wasn't that familiar with it, and actually it was Celine who, who, yes, I'm pretty sure it was Celine, uh, who posted it in the group about a month ago, and after she did it, it was like ping, ping, bam, bam. I was seeing it everywhere, and it's it's spreading like, you know, smudge fire. So we're going to do something a little different this week, like I said, but first we have to do our Patreon shout out. So a very... Extra special thank you to Crystal, Shannon, Maya, Aurora, Selene, Kristen, Adam, Bren, Kara, Becca, Alicia, Nolling, Heidi, McKenzie, Steph- <laughs> Stephanie, Lena, Vanessa, Ashley, Sasha, Brandy. Okay, so let me know if I'm saying your name right. If not, please correct me. Tiani, I think that's it. If I'm wrong, please send me an email. Uh, Brett, Elizabeth, Courtney, Adele, Aaron, Carla, and Amanda. We were up to 28 pages. That's so exciting. Thank you. So much, of course, with everything else we've talked about, it's another thing that I have so much gratitude for, and I'm just just the luckiest witch in the world. Okay, so this week, <laughs> I thought it would be fun, and also this will be your homework, so heads up, pay attention. I mean, I'm sure you're paying attention anyway, but we are going to talk about and go through how to do an egg cleansing. I have been seeing this everywhere. Like I said, Celine posted it in the Facebook group. And then i it was just, you know, when you think about something or you see something for the first time and then you see it everywhere for like the next month and you're like, is this a sign? Am I having some kind of breakdown? (laughs) Like what is really going on? It was like that. I kept seeing it pop up in all of my witch groups. So to me, it is very much like a trendy thing that us witches are getting into right now. That again, doesn't mean that it's not it it's very old it is from a specific culture or you know various cultures I'm sure but and what I'm going to be referencing and where I did my research for it is um based in Mexico and Mesoamerica so this has been around for centuries and millennia and it is older than all of us which isn't been around forever so I'm not saying this is something new I'm just saying it's something that is getting really trendy like you know every few years crystals get really cool like I always referencing, just go to Urban Outfitters and get like a smudge kit or crystals. That's what I mean when I say trendy. I don't mean it's new. I don't mean I invented it. Nothing like that. But I'm seeing it so much that I thought it'd be something really fun to do and talk about and share this week. So, egg cleansing. So, as I mentioned before, egg cleansing, this kind of spiritual cleansing, is rooted in a lot of different ancient traditions. Um, What I'm going to be referencing and what I've seen in the articles that I'll put in the episode notes and share in the Facebook group, or if you just want to email me, I'll send them to you personally, no problem. Uh, is that it's a common Mesoamerican and Mexican folk practice that is called limpia, um, or cleansing, cleaning. That is one of the Spanish words that I've retained over uh, 12 years not taking Spanish class anymore. But if anything, I was like, oh, I know that word. Um, and it's also very common in Appalachian folk healing. So kind of think very like, the kind of magic you have around you, you know, for me, culturally, I've talked about this, it's like a lot of salt and a lot of brick dust. Like that is what I'm very familiar with. That is what comes down through my family. That is very culturally central to me. And that's what we had available to us, you know? And so I'm thinking, sometimes the best magic is the magic that you already have at home, you know, or it's like right there, you don't have to go out and always get the biggest and brightest and best crystals and the most expensive candles that are hand-porned, hand-porned, what? Hand-poured hand, hand poured under, you know, the full moon or the new moon and you don't always have to go get a very expensive grimoire and a card sec that's bound in gold. Like, it's okay to work with the tools that you have around you and to, you know, just kind of make magic of what you have and make magic of what's in your house. I, I when I was seeing it going around, I was like, what? I can use an egg for what? (laughs) I was like, the eggs I keep in my fridge, are you serious? And then the more I started reading about it and the more I started digging into it, I was like, this is so cool. Like, yeah, I can just walk to my fridge and I can do this. And when you happen to be a bad witch, like most of us, (laughs) if you're here, you're probably a bad witch, right? Um, You know, sometimes you just forget to go to the witch store or you just don't make time for it or you're like, oh, damn, I'm down to my last bundle, my last much bundle. I, I need to cleanse. I'm out of salt. Like, what am I going to do? Eggs? Amazing. So that's another reason I wanted to share it. It's just like, to borrow the title of one of my favorite underrated witch movies, Practical Magic. It's practical. It's right there. You may not always be able to get to the witch store. You may not always be able to afford the things at the witch store, but you can always get to the supermarket. Some of them are 24 hours, you know, and a lot of us are just going to keep it in the house anyway. I mean, I actually don't really like eggs, but I I see their intrinsic value, honestly. So I actually always have a lot of eggs I can work with magically now, as opposed to having to cook them because I'm not a huge fan of them. Uh, eating wise, love them for magic. Anyway, so why an egg? So the egg works as kind of a vacuum or a sponge or, um, like a filter, it's just going to absorb, suck up, draw in all kinds of negative energy, whether it be like spiritual negative energy, energy that you absorb from other people, energy that you may have manifested yourself, energy that may have been sent to you, curses, hexes, even, um, like physical, kind. Not, I don't want to say physical negativity, but like physical issues that you're dealing with in the same way that we can work on our chakras and they can help us in a physical sense. It's the same thing with the egg cleansing. It can kind of cleanse out stuff that's going on with us physically and make it function better. Which again, side note, this does not mean don't go to your doctor. It doesn't mean don't get checkups. Don't do any of that stuff. It means that this is an addition to. This is a way that you can age your health. You know, it never hurts to add a little magic in and to see different ways that you can try to alleviate you know, pain, symptoms, anything like that. You know, as long as you're being safe and smart about it. And again, under the advice of your doctor, <laughs> this is not Dr. Mickey. I'm just saying these are other noted benefits of doing an egg cleansing. In the article that I'm going to be referencing a bit more, and I'll put it first in the episode notes, um, I love the way that they described it because, you know, we talk about cleansing a lot in this podcast. We talk about it a lot of switches, We talk about it a lot amongst ourselves in our everyday lives. And there's always, I think we don't understand how much we need to do it and how beneficial it is. It's kind of like, oh, you know, I've had a bad week, so let me burn some sage or, you know, whatever we have moved on to using now, ethically, some lemongrass, some uh, frankincense or, oh, I need, I have like a job interview or I have a promotion coming up. So let me burn some formerly Palo Santo. We're not doing that anymore, you know, but it's. I think we kind of think of it, or at least in my case, I think of it as being something that is like a vent case, like, oh, this is happening, so I need to do this. Oh, I had a bad week, so I need to cleanse. Oh, there's a full moon, I need to cleanse. When really it's something we should be making a part of our daily routine, especially as witches, especially as empaths, because we take in so much shit. Any interaction we have with another person, we're taking in their energy. Anything someone is sending our way, we're taking in that energy. Um, anything that is around us affects us, anything that is, and that's not just everyday people we interact with spiritually, dealing with other realms, dealing with spirits, dealing with entities, dealing with magic itself. Like we are taking in so much stuff all the time and you know, it's kind of like a duh common sense thing, but I had an aha moment reading about it because I don't cleanse enough knowing the type of empath I am, knowing that I am a triple water sign for all that is holy why am I not doing this every day? I almost treat it like going to get a facial. Like, yeah, I wash my face at home and, you know, go about my business. And But only like once every month, once every three months am I going and I'm getting like the extractions and the scrubs and the mask and all, all that stuff. And I need to treat it more like doing a home facial every day because that's kind of the perfect way in my mind to describe what happens to us. We get energetically blocked. We're like a pore that's getting clogged and clogged and clogged with all the energy that we're taking in all the time. And then that's when things start to spiral. That's why we start getting these like spats of bad luck, whether it's something other people are sending to us, it's stuff that we're holding on to, stuff that is manifesting around us. And then when the bad luck hits, that's when you're like, Oh, I got a sage. I got to take a salt bath. Well, No, it's like preventative. If you wash your face every day, your your pores won't be clogged. If you're doing your cleansing on a regular steady basis as part of like your witch health, your witch, um uh what's the word I'm looking for? Which uh, I keep wanting to say ritual. That's not the right word. Uh hygiene, your witch hygiene, then you're already set. You know, of course, are we gonna hit periods where stuff happens? Absolutely. We're always dealing with cycles, everything's cyclical, right? You gotta go up to go down, Got to go down to go back up. Mercury in retrograde is gonna be a thing for the rest of our lives and even <laughs> after we're gone. But if we're being so diligent about putting as much emphasis into cleansing as we do into all the other parts of our practice, or maybe even more emphasis, we're really going to see a change. So I'm going to do that. Instead of saying, okay, I'll go get a facial because my skin is rough right now. Instead of letting it get to that rough space, I can maintain and maintain and maintain and doing all the proper steps at home. And then, you know, every, every three, six months from there, yeah, I can go ball out and get a full professional deal going on. But it's up to me to make sure that I'm cleaning out my pores physically and also spiritually. So yeah, even if you don't feel clogged, you're in the process of getting clogged. That's why we don't want to wait. Like in my case, bad witch case, you don't want to wait until things are bad. You want to just make sure you're cleaning and cleaning and cleaning. Just y'all, what we take in from other people, I cannot emphasize enough. It's good and bad. I mean, I think we all know it's empaths. And I, I, I assume a lot of us are empaths that even a good interaction can be draining because you just are matching that person's energy. You're taking in everything they feel. And at the end of the day, you're sitting there and you're like, oh my God, I will I ever be the same? <laughs> and especially for us card readers out there, I don't find anything more exhausting than that. I really had to stop and like go through my Rolodex of witch work that I do and think about it. Candle magic is a close second, but as much as I love and adore reading cards, it is the most exhausting thing for me because I, it's energy transference. I'm taking other people's energy. You're taking in their anxieties, their fears, their worries, their triumphs, their love, their hope, their relief, all of that stuff. Instead of taking all of that in and then bottling it, we are going to continue the transference. It was transferred to us. We will then transfer it to the egg and it can be discarded of, and then we can release. And then along with all this cleaning that this new moon has us doing anyway, we're not just cleaning our space. We're not just cleaning our altar. We're cleaning ourselves. And, you know, it has to be like a one, two, three punch to make sure that any magic we're practicing in any period, it's coming from us not holding on to a lot of stuff. The word this article uses is energetic debris, and I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, debris is not doing any of us any good. It is just, you know, cast off. And so we do. We need to cast it off. So common reasons to perform an egg cleansing. Uh, just for daily maintenance of your energetic hygiene, after any kind of trauma, a breakup, uh, accident, something that's just emotionally draining to you, any kind of interactions. Whether they be work or familial or um, even between friends, you know, it doesn't have to always be something that is romantic for sure. Friendship breakups and stuff like that leave, I would even say sometimes a more lasting impression on you. So that would be a good time to do it. Uh, Dealing with mental and emotional blocks. If you are focusing again on the chakra homework from last week and making sure those chakras are big and bright and juicy and beautiful, (laughs) I just insist on using that word, then uh, an egg cleanse would help in that process. Um, Anytime you feel especially lethargic, that you are drained of energy, when you are having nightmares and insomnia, I will also add to that restless sleep of any kind. Not just that you are having nightmares, night terrors, not that you can't go to sleep, but your dreams are being so vibrant and cuckoo bananas that when you're waking up, you're like, well, I'm exhausted because I just had a dream that Rihanna skipped out on paying for her birthday dinner and then I had to do it, which is what happened to me last night or rather earlier this morning when I fell asleep and I was so, I was so mad in the dream that I was mad when I woke up. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe all these celebrities are making me pay for their steak. Horrible. So an egg cleanse for me would be something really, really good to do right now because I'm having really restless sleep when I'm actually falling asleep. Other than that, I'm battling insomnia. Um, Haunting or spirit attachment. I have something to share with y'all about that. I'm saving it for the Salin episode or at least the month of October, but make a mental note. I have a good story coming. Um, negative influences, apparent curses, crossing, slanders, any kind of uh, gossip that you feel is being spread about you, any harsh words that are being said to you or about you, any jealousies, envies you feel like are coming your way, anything, anyone you feel like is giving you the evil eye, let the egg absorb it instead of you because <laughs> it's out here. <laughs> you know? People don't always want to see you win, unfortunately, but at least we can protect ourselves against that. Uh, When you feel stuck, which I think that's why I was seeing it pop up so much in August, because like I kept saying, we all kind of kept saying to each other, it was just stagnant, sticky, molasses, honey, being encased in amber kind of energy, like no movement, no fresh air. So I think that's why I was seeing it pop up so much and why it's so good now in this little energetic space that we're in. Also, when you are entering anything new, when you want to start a new business, a new project, a new relationship, or you want to renew, refresh something, it's always really good to reset the energy. And if you're feeling distant from friends, family, your partner, it's, it's again, something to try to see if it'll just freshen up the space between you and bring you back together and kind of cleanse out everything. You know, clean slate. You got to have a clean state to start over. Did I say clean state? Clean slate. So what do you need to actually perform the egg cleansing ritual? Easy peasy. One, a fresh uncooked egg. Two, a clear glass of fresh water. I know we all think I need salt water, right? Because salt is that bitch. No, you yeah, have fresh water. Three, some type of incense. So this is gonna go back to the midway of this episode where we talked about all of those amazing different um, herbs and scents that you can work with. So this particular article recommends frankincense or cedar. And then a protection oil so bergamot pine our old friend pine and sandalwood are the ones that are suggested suggested here (laughs) all right so i'm gonna actually go through and just read you the step-by-step instructions so i'm not going off the top of my head and not telling you the wrong thing that's all we need is to instead of doing an egg cleansing you somehow do an egg curse one wash the egg by running it under a faucet and imagine that the egg is being cleared of any lingering energies it's always about putting that intention in, right? No matter what phase we're in, in like a spell or a ritual, you always have to be studying the intention and, you know, really making it so with your mind or speaking it out loud even. Two, find a private place where you can perform your cleansing work. Yes. No distractions if you could help it. Three, light your incense. Say a prayer or affirmation asking for your guides, guardians, ancestors, and angels to be with you. Ask for the assistance of whatever form of divinity feels appropriate to you. All that means is it doesn't have to be necessarily religious. It just has to have some kind of spiritual aspect to it, whatever you're the most comfortable with. If you just want to call in the universe itself, that is okay. For me, I would call on Archangel Michael as I call on him for literally everything. <laughs> um, and then Archangel Gabriel, probably because we're just very closely connected and Since it's a cleansing, uh, exercise, I would call on Coventina who is in my goddess deck and my one for purification and purging Four. pass the egg through the incense smoke while praying that this, that this be a tool for spiritual cleansing to restore you to your highest expression of good five, hold the egg in your palms and imagine it being blessed or intend that it is a tool for energetic clinic clearing. Think of this as you're asking that the egg work to remove all negative or misaligned energies from your body, heart, mind, and spirit. Very important. Everything in totality, right? It's, you can't neglect any part of it. All the pieces have to be together. Six, relax, breathe, and become present. Hold the egg in your dominant hands. Dominant hands. Make a note of that. Hold the egg in your dominant hands. Now, the same is with the crystals, right? When we hold in our non-dominant hands. Unless you're ambidextrous, do whatever you want. You can make contact with your body or hold the egg a few inches above. Seven, begin at your head, focusing on the crown. And now we know all about our chakras, so we know exactly where to go. Moving downward to your forehead, eyes, lips, and base of head, throat, and shoulders. Eight, move down each arm, touching the palms and the back up, and then back up, switching hands so you can work the opposite arm. Nine, the sternum, heart, down the stomach, focusing on solar plexus, Navel, small at the back, reproductive organs, and then down each leg, touching the soles of the feet. 10. You can return to any specific area of concern. Places where you can pinpoint pain, illness, tension, or any other issues. 11. Now crack the egg in the glass of water and set the shells aside to be thrown away. 12. Use your protective oil. Make sure to dilute it in a carrier oil like olive oil. Um, also, almond oil is a carrier oil. That's what I like to use to seal the aura by placing a few drops in your palms. Rub your palms together to warm the oil until the scent becomes strong. Ask for protection from all negative, intrusive, and misaligned energies and rub your palms from the soles of your feet up your body, palms, throat, until you get back to the crown of your head. 13. Thank your guides and the divine for their aid. Okay. So you have done your egg cleansing. Just that. I mean, it, honestly, it's not that different from when I smudge myself. I start at my crown. I work my way down. <laughs> Didn't mean to rhyme. Uh, I space, I pay special attention to my third eye because mine is overactive as I've mentioned before. And I really try to hit every part of my body and I pay special attention to my upper right back because that is where a lot of my damages from the car accident that I was in. And I focus on, um, my right breast as well, because I have had some issues with it in the past. Nothing is going on. I'm all good, but it's, you know, that's that place of wanting to make sure that you're cleansing and making yourself as physically well as possible and doing these kinds of rituals. So I focus on those areas because those are ones that I've had issues with. And I also like to course over my whole body as you should anyway, because I have had anemia <laughs> my whole, uh, not my whole life, but since I was about 11 or 12, pretty severe anemia, you know, like stand up blackout kind of anemia. Uh, And also I have fibromyalgia. So I'm just going to try to hit every point of my body, leave nothing left undone so we can have a total wellness situation. So we're done with our egg cleansing, right? You can read the egg. We're going to come circle back to this in just a minute. Uh, Look at the egg yolk suspended in the glass of water to see if there are any signs, anomalies like blood or objects. You know, if you've opened eggs before you see blood and you're like, oh my God, is this... What's going on? Or you open your egg sometimes and you get two yolks that like all that stuff. It's, it's key. We're gonna come back to it. After reading the egg, dump the glass of water in the toilet and flush it! Exclamation point. If you decide not to read the egg, then flush it immediately or discard the egg without breaking it. It is noted here that you need to make sure that you flush the egg yolk only. Or if you're throwing away the whole egg, that the best case scenario would be to um, throw it into a running stream. I don't know if other bodies of water would be applicable for that. So um, if you do know, please let me know and I will you know, say so next week. But if you have a running stream nearby, that, that would be ideal. Okay, so you've done all that. Now you can take your cleansing bath or you can move on into doing a protection candle or some other kind of ritual or prayer that you're working on. And... You know, for me, a salt bath is good for every situation, (laughs) like anything, anything from sore muscles to like a sore spirit. And I want to note again, I know I've said it before in the, I believe, ritual, ritual episode, ritual babe, it's like episode five, maybe, that if you don't have a bathtub, that is a okay, you can absolutely put salt water, uh, put warm water and sea salt into a bowl and then just pour it over your shoulder in the shower. If you're feeling bold, pour it over your head. Salt will immediately dry my hair out, so I avoid doing that, but I will kind of uh, spread some over my chakra locations, And then you are cleansed. You're just lifting those energies off of you. You can always add in an oil if you like. It is up to you. Whatever makes you feel good and centered and maintaining that that same clean, fresh energy that you've got going from your egg cleanse. And finally... Well, not finally, we're going to come back to some other stuff, (laughs) but in this list, if your cleansing results weren't successful or you still feel blocked, repeat the process again for a series of three days or nine days. So don't feel bad if it didn't work the first time. Again, it's like a pore. Maybe your pore is super clogged up because you haven't properly cleansed in a really long time and you just got to go in and excavate all the negative stuff out and then you'll be all good to go. So don't be afraid if it doesn't work the first time. Well, not afraid, but Don't fret if it doesn't work the first time, like you've done it wrong or you're a bad, bad witch or anything like that. Sometimes these things just take a little time. Sometimes magic takes a little time. Immediate results are amazing and it's what we hope for. And I think that's what we expect a lot of the time, but just because we expect it doesn't make it so. I was going to swap over to the other article here um, and talk about what you're actually going to be reading in the egg and what all the different like shapes of the yolk and colors and all that stuff mean. And then I went back through it and it, I think it made the ritual a bit more, it makes it seem a bit more intense and daunting when I was reading back over it again. So I may still link it in the episode notes. If you, if you want it, let me know and I will, but for now I'm going to stick with this one because not only is it more concise, but I think it's, it lends a little bit better to like the uplifting nature of doing this exercise. And the fact that we're really supposed to be focused on cleansing more than anything else. And that the negativity, even though it exists and it's there, it's going to be, released and it's going to be taken away. So much like tea leaf reading, you can break the egg into a bowl of water after you're done the initial cleansing and look at the yolk, make sure to let the egg yolk settle in the water. If you are skilled at this, you can determine how the cleansing fared by the shapes that are formed. Yeah, that's why I like this article a bit better because it focuses on the outcome and the completion of the cleansing, as opposed to like all the horrible things that may have been manifesting around you and been affecting you. But again, if you want that one, let me know. I can definitely share it as well. So these are what to look for. Bubbles and globs mean the energy was absorbed. This is typical. Strings can mean that a more deliberate energy was pulled from the aura, which means it could be something heavier, something more negative, something that was more intentionally sent to you along those lines. Black dots or blood mean that something major was pulled from the aura. An illness was removed. Repeat this process again. If the egg cracks, repeat the process and focus on the area of the body where the egg cracks. But do not get stuck on this. All that matters is the act of rubbing the egg over your body and disposing of it. Do the technique again if you feel you need more results. So again, don't get caught up in the minutiae of it. Don't sit there and analyze are there bubbles, are there strings, are there needles, are there globs, are there black sites, Are are there blood spots, it's resolving. It's cleansing. You got to let it do its job. And your part of doing the job is making sure that egg is getting tip to tail and it's getting every spot and you are thoroughly cleansing out yourself and that you are properly disposing of it. That is what's important. So, that is our egg ritual. That is what I've been seeing going around. I'm really, really excited to try it. I, of course, want to see yours if you feel comfortable sharing it. So, I will post mine in the Facebook group. I'm, oh gosh, I'm so excited to do it. I'm like, doing so much better than I was in August and like all of this hell mouth summer that we were in where I was just melting constantly, but this is so the time to do it because something could totally sneak up on me. You know, like I'm so, everything's great. I have so much energy. Everything's so much fresh blessings, opportunity, gratitude, but that doesn't mean I'm cleansed. That just means that, you know, the surface is doing well right now, but we got to dig deep and we got to clean all that gunk out and get those pores, our spiritual pores, our spiritual pores, nice, and clean and deep clean, right? Use that egg to get in those nooks and crannies. You know, like those old Neutrogena commercials. I'm aging myself as always. <laughs> but they would... Was it Neutrogena or noxema Well, I'm really aging myself now. Where they would actually show the like beautiful girl with the perfect skin already washing her face, right? And then it would show like an animation of the cleanser going inside the pore and like taking the dirt out. <laughs> That's what the egg is going to do to us. So we are going to be all good. Like I said, I will share in the Facebook group, I will start a thread and we can all share them together if you'd like to do that. And we can say, oh, this is what I see in yours and this is what I saw in mine and this is what the result was. Did I have to do it three days in a row? Did I have to do it nine? It's gonna be a fun experiment, I think. And so yeah, that's your homework. And while we're talking about homework, I'm not gonna pressure you, you still have an entire month to do so. But being a kid who always waited until Sunday night at 8 p.m. to do any assignments I had, I'm going to just remind you gently, Start getting together your Salwin Challenge manifestation box. It will be so much less anxiety-inducing and so much less pressure if you start kind of thinking about it now and putting it together and collecting it and getting an idea of what you want rather than waiting until 8 p.m. on September 30th. <laughs> to be like, oh shit, I gotta get that box going for tomorrow. Let's, you know what? Gentle reminder because. Looking back now, I'm like, you idiot, why didn't you just do your homework on Friday? You could have just done your homework on Friday by like 7 p.m. and you have had this luxurious, gorgeous weekend to spend, you know, watching TGIF or whatever, but instead you're scrambling on a Sunday night, and that's a horrible feeling. And because we're gonna be manifesting one big true thing to us that we really, really want to see come to fruition, you know, let's let's not half out half ass it. Let's not be just lazy about it. And I'm saying this to myself because I have a tendency to be really lazy sometimes. <laughs> I'd be like, it'll happen. No, let's make it happen. So keep that in your mind. It's time to kind of start putting those uh, wish boxes or manifestation boxes together for salon. Okay. Our crystal of the week this week is something that I wanted to choose because not only is it so beautiful, so so beautiful. I love this crystal so much. I mean, I love all of them, obviously. <laughs> and I say this every week, but this one truly is a stunner. Um, I went to choose it because of its cleansing properties because we are really sticking with a theme here. So this week's crystal of the week is the Aqua Aura Quartz. Have you seen it? If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. It is so beautiful, obsessed with like the true Aqua Blue and like striations of purples and greens in there. Oh, I love it. I love, love, love it. So it has a very, very, very powerful cleansing vibration dealing with specifically, wouldn't you know it, your upper four chakras. No wonder I love it so much. But yeah, when you're wanting to align and balance and clear out the heart, the throat, the third eye, and the crown, this is the crystal you want to go with. It's an amazing one to have for that. Um, It also really helps with cleansing away any kind of stuck energy. Again, addressing that feeling of being stagnant, being stuck, just being kind of suspended in time and not really having any flow or movement. Um, It's also really good for sparking inspiration. And it's amazing for getting us just out of that rut. Like this is the one that you want to work with. You want to meditate with. You want to have on your altar. It's going to spark something for you. And then you're going to start to have that movement. Again, it's also specifically really great for the th- throat chakra in that it works with communication. So when we talk about communication, we've talked about this a few times, it's not just that it helps you communicate. It can make you a great orator. <laughs> you know, it can really help you choose the right words and everything and, uh, and evoke the right feelings in the speech that you are using, but it also makes you an effective communicator. So it's, it's hitting its intended purpose with its intended person, and there's no mis- commu- miscommunication, which leads to all kinds of craziness. <laughs> As we know, um, it also will help you with finding your own inner truth, making that really like revelatory to you. It can also help with um, realizing the truth about others. Ding, ding, ding. I think that's important. It's a stone of the mind. It's really helpful when you want to direct energy, uh, setting intention, directing intention out manifestation, all those amazing things. It helps you increase your mental abilities. It gives you a lot of mental clarity, which when you look at it is like the sparkling blue, but also clear stone amazing. I'm going to go buy some like immediately. <laughs> so I do every episode I talk about it and I'm like, do I still have that one? Do I have that one? Let me go buy it. It also increases awareness. It also helps with um, developing your psychic abilities. So it really does hit like mind, body, spirit, and soul. So that's why it is such an amazing stone. It's a healing stone. It's a cleansing stone. It deals with those shoppers, like we said. So it offers so, 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 so much. How many times can I say still so? <laughs> One sentence. But I really am a huge fan of this one and not just because it might be to me the most beautiful stone. I'm going to be totally honest and that might be some Pisces bias, but I'm going to walk in my truth because that's what Aqua Aura would want me to do. Okay, my loves, we are finally, well, not finally, this is a short episode for us. <laughs> we have made it to the end with no time to spare and we did not, you know, last week was an hour 40 and some change, so I'm i am glad we could get this one down to a shout. But yeah, again, if you want to reach out to me, it is thebadwitchpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to join the Facebook group, I know I said it before. I will say it again. The answer is The Craft. I will take The Covenant. I will take um, Flubber. How could I forget Flubber? The most important answer. Um, Basically, I just need to know that you have listened to the podcast. I have a queue of a few people right now and there's no answer. So I just need some answer to know so I can let you into our safe space because it really is like a really special space with some really special witches I mean not some all of them are really special witches and so I want to keep it as safe and sacred as possible so yes please if you have submitted go back and make sure you answer the question I have told you the answers twice in <laughs> this episode so you have got it down just you know just let me know that you're paying attention and also oh patreon.com slash bad witch and there is um Shoutouts and readings and witchy mail and bonus episodes, all kinds of goodies there. I know I always say one day I'm going to sit and like read the levels, but today's not that day, but it is linked in the episode notes if you want more information on all the levels and anything else. Oh, Teespring. We have Bad Witch merch. I added pillows and fleeces and hoodies for the fall since we are quickly approaching autumn, even though, I mean... It didn't feel like it, but like I know it's coming. I have a lot of faith that it's almost here. And that link is also in the episode notes. I think that is it. Good luck with your egg clean your egg cleansing. I hope it goes well for all of you. I'm really excited to try it. I hope you're excited too. Let's just cleanse out those energies, babe, you know, because there is so much goodness happening right now. And we're just gonna have such an amazing, beautiful bad witch, autumn. I can feel it down deep in my bones. I can feel it in my little witchy heart. So until next week, again, good luck with your ritual. I hope you have time to do it this week. I cannot wait to share my results and see yours. I love you all so much. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so glad you stopped by. You just mean the world to me and I cannot ever, ever say it enough. I love you. I love you. I love you. Blessed be my loves. And until next week, goodbye.